Boobies can fix everything. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love type of situations. Impolite. People always fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My finger is always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Welcome to episode 92 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 42 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensibly distinguished educational comedy show. You're the smartest, lowbrow, or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my right is Bobby D. Yo! And Ian has left us again, so it's just going to be me and Bobby helming this ship. You ready for this, Bobby? I'm starting to wonder if this pod, like if we're his side chick, you know, mm -hmm. and not his main squeeze. Yeah. Wait till Ian pod blows up and we're like, oh, that's where you were this whole fucking <laughs> yeah. time. So we're going to do this with just us, but we've done this before. I think we, I think we can handle it. Uh, in a few minutes, our guest is going to join us. The lovely Mimi Benfield, who we all uh, yeah. love and adore. Yeah. She's great. So we She'll be joining us and we'll be answering listener questions. We're talking about indecorous news. We'll be diving deep into the indecorous history of Manifest Destiny. And we'll close it all out with indecorous Vermont laws. And yes, Bobby, we're getting to the V's. So it's, uh, uh, it's, we're getting there, man. We're almost out. Every time we do that segment, I wonder how many more we could possibly have left. And every time I'm like... I'm like, we already did Vermont, clearly. I'm basically, I'm going by alphabetical order, unless I know the guest is from a certain state, then I'll jump ahead or whatever. But yeah, I mean, this is alphabetical order. After the V, I think we got West Virginia and uh, Zest Virginia, I don't know. Washington, Wyoming? Yeah, Washington, Wyoming, yeah, the Ws. So I think we have like yeah. three or four alphabeticals but i think we okay. still have a couple that we just skipped that we might i mean we might actually not even get through all of them this season we'll see okay how have you been man what have you been up to uh doing all right got a new microphone for the podcast because i care about this endeavor that's right man i yeah. what did you say it was i i, I never remember these names oh uh, it's just a blue yeti nano that was on sale at target Wait, wait, cut that out. Cut that out. We don't we don't plug <laughs> shit for free. On this yeah, podcast. yeah, that's right. We got microphones to pay for around here. Yeah, that's right. Unless they send us one for free, then we'll be like, yeah, here you go. Yeah. I actually been, well, I was going to say, I don't know how, but I mean, basically all these websites are interconnected. Like if you search for something, then you're going to start seeing ads for that thing everywhere. And I must have been doing some kind of podcast research because I'm getting like, ads on facebook for shore microphones oh shit and those are like the top of the line shit like that's like oh okay most professional microphones that you see at performance venues are shore microphones so these are like 400 dollar microphones and shit i'm like i'm not i'm not ready to make that move just yet no i think you're right though i mean it's time for them to step up to the plate and sponsor the pod that's what I'm trying to say. So until you do, sure. That's the last time we'll mention your name, sure. 
I don't know what the what the pro, what the best uh, approach here is. Is would it be to like mention them so much that they we get their attention, or ignore them like give them the silent treatment? I don't know. Yeah, well, you got to ignore them that way. Then we're mysterious. That's right. Like, that, you know, the the hot chick at the party doesn't want the swarm of dudes hitting on her. You know, she wants the retard in the corner. <laughs> I've heard that the hard to get strategy or whatever, or just the pretend you're not interested, which I've done my entire life. And then apparently I'm just too good at it because people believe I'm not interested. I've never done it and it has worked out for me. Dude, that's how I, my first girlfriend told me that that's kind of what it came down to was I wasn't even trying. And Little did she know that I'm just not very competitive. So <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not even going to bother with this. <laughs> I also, I will say too, that I have an attitude where like, if I have to work too hard to get somebody to go out with me or anything, I mean, it's been a long time since I've even tried to date anybody or whatever. But if I have to like be begging and like, come on, let's do it. Come on. It's like, then I'm just already turned off. I'm like, all right. If, yeah. If it's going to be this much fucking work, then all right, let's just not even do it. Yeah. It's the same reasoning I think behind why I could never be a rapist is because <laughs> yeah, nothing turns me off more than a woman not wanting to have sex with me. So if I'm having to force myself on them, I'm just like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get hard if I'm going to have to be like, oh, you're crying and yelling and screaming. Like, this is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Think of how I felt during her. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> when somebody, please think of the perpetrator. <laughs> yeah, you know how hard it was for me to get hard when she kept yelling and screaming for help? <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, yeah, I don't think I could never do the. Is it date rape that they call like when, well, actually, I'm not, I'm not really even sure what I was going to talk about, like when the dudes slip uh, a Mickey or on in people's drinks, that's not necessarily date rape, right? Or that's just like, I mean, I think, it, I think it could be, you know? Yeah, it's, I guess. Uh, yeah. But they're not mutually exclusive. I don't know all these definitions, but I do know that, yeah, if a girl just is not into me then that just that's a complete turn off over already i'm like no yeah not. well not to mention i mean i would always go into those situations kind of doubting myself anyway so yeah the last thing i'm gonna do is go after somebody that's playing hard to get or anything like that yeah um, and it's it seems yeah. kind of obvious but there's dudes out there that are like super they'll try like a motherfucker like the girl will be like no and they'll still be hitting them up and or you hear stories of couples that are yeah, like all of our grandfathers yeah exactly it's like oh she didn't want to she didn't want but i kept insisting and yeah. i kept knocking on her door and i kept calling six years later yeah i'm like dude man like again with me after the first rejection i'm like all right i'm not i'm not trying anymore yeah but you would think after like the sixth one You'd be like, fuck, man, it's, that's good. Yeah. She's not into you. And even if she does eventually go out with you, it's just because you've defeated her will. And that, is that really something that you want? Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, you've defeated the Nazis because a lot of those guys just came back from the war and, you know, were suddenly that much more attractive, I guess. That's true. That might be part of it, too. I mean, I guess that's a whole different dynamic, too, where... For however many years the Second World War lasted, was it like four years, four or five years? A lot of men were just not here, or at least men of a certain, between a certain age. Yeah. They were out. So I'm assuming 
Yeah, when they came back, these women might be more like, okay, well, you know, we didn't have any men for a long time, so fuck it. I'll settle for just any man that I can get coming my way. Yeah, what did it, that was like gimpy dude's time to shine, I guess. What did it take to not get drafted during, or, or volunteered in World War II? Yeah, everybody was getting taken at that point. There's no such thing as a bone spur back then, you know? <laughs> right, right. Get, get some rich kid. <laughs> I'm sure, though, I'm sure that uh, plenty of rich kids still tried. But, I mean, dude, if fucking George Bush Sr. had to go to war and he was the son of a fucking senator, he had to go to war. Yeah. Fucking, and then it, it was Vietnam for McCain, but he had to go to war and he was the son of, like, a general or some higher up. So, yeah, it, it was it wasn't a they were not fucking around back then. Those were probably the first instances of affluenza do you remember mm. that kid that yeah yeah and that, that was the, the whole argument was like he just got raised in a world of affluence and that's just what he became accustomed to or something it's yeah he got his way his entire life so he just assumed that that was going to happen this time so he can't go to prison <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny. I mean, I, that's why, again, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I think, but that's the, the same reasoning I have for we should never have a president that's never been poor. Or at least if you've been rich your entire life, you should be disqualified from being president because you don't know yeah. what life is like for 99% of the world. And add to that that a lot of rich people think poor people are just poor because they're lazy. So they're gonna bring that attitude. Yeah, yeah. And that's the and that's Trump to a T right there, man. Rich boy. Absolutely, yeah. That doesn't know what it's like to not be rich or get his way. So of course you're gonna fucking have a terrible president when you have somebody that has no real life experience of being a normal human being. Yeah, there should be some kind of program or something where it's like poor camp for yeah, for these right. rich kids where you know they have to go and just like they're basically thrown in the pits and nobody knows that there's some rich jerk off and uh you know they gotta yeah deal with that for uh every summer or whatever then... i like that idea i like that idea if you're a rich dude that wants to be a politician run for office and you've born rich you have to take poor camp course <laughs> because otherwise you're not qualified that makes sense to me yeah because really, I mean, a lot of those kids just end up with drug problems because their parents are too busy for them. Yeah, that's true. It's too bad that didn't happen with Trump. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, how did he, yeah. you know, miss, miss the bottle? Uh, I, think I guess his brother? Right. It's like we lost the wrong Trump. Yeah. Unfortunately. But that's life. All right. It's time now to welcome our beautiful guest all the way from New York City, Mimi Benfield. How are you doing, hey, Mimi? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What? Where are you now in New York City? Are you still in Brooklyn? Um, see, it's complicated. <laughs> I, I got <laughs> okay. one of the tested prices. Are you squatting? I was living in Bushwick in a basement that flooded all the time. Was that the place that you were last time that we had you on the podcast when you... Yeah. Okay. Ironically enough, there's fire trucks going by right now. What are the odds? But yeah, it was next to the fire department and it flooded every time it rained with sewer water. And uh, so COVID obviously made all the prices drop. So I'm on the 21st floor, literally on the Hudson. You could see uh, oh, nice. from the Empire State Building all the way to the One World Trade from my bedroom window. Wow. And it's $300 less than what I was paying in Bushwick. But I'm technically in Jersey. 
so so you can't see all the floating bodies on the hudson yeah yeah i'm the first one i get to see it <laughs> all the time it's great that's great so are you doing more spots i've heard shit starting to open up in new york yeah. city as far as yeah, shows just, and stuff. Uh, the clubs just opened up not too long ago and i'm actually running my own mic at the grizzly pair Oh, right on. Nice. I jumped on it. As soon as they started opening clubs, I started making phone calls. I was like, I know you guys got some thoughts. You got jobs. Let me get that job. I was telling you guys earlier that I actually I might as well just this will be the first time I plug a show in fucking year and a half. <laughs> but I'm doing Myrtle Beach in June, June 10th through the 13th. I'm going to be at Carolina Comedy Club with our friend Paul Hooper. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so I've been trying to do some open mic spots because I'm just rusty as fuck from not doing shows for a year. And I did the show that Mimi used to run in Charlotte way back in the day, uh, the Crown Station, it's called. And when you ran it, Mimi, what did you call the show? <laughs> Non-consensual comedy. No, yeah, it was non-consensual <laughs> comedy. Yeah. And then she fled to New York. <laughs> yeah, and then she fled. But then these other guys took it over. But they they were not as comfortable having that name. No. Attached to him, so they changed it. So it's uh, it's called something. I think it's called Trainwreck now. I think yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Which is also... Fit, fit the description comedy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's why I bring it up is that there's another brewery like across the street from Crown. So I actually ended up doing two spots in one night in Charlotte and I walked to the both mics. I felt like I was back in New York all over again. I was like, That's never happened to me in the whole time I've lived in Charlotte where you do two mics in one night and you're just walking from one to the other one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. We are going to get to our first segment of the podcast. We like to open the show with questions sent from our millions of listeners around the world. We accept all questions, but we rarely have an answer for any of them. <laughs> The first question is always, where do I send questions? And that is indecorouscomedy at gmail.com. Or hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram at indecorouscomedy, Twitter at indecorouspod, Patreon at themshits.com, yeah. or patreon.com slash indecorouscomedy. And how do you spell indecorous, Bobby? That's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S, I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. Thank you for just doing them too immediately. <laughs> Bobby likes to spell it once, then take a five-second pause. Then I start talking again, and he'll I spell it. Yeah, 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 see? That's exactly what I'm talking about here. This is what's going to lead to the breakup of our podcast. Yeah. Hey, one down, one to yes, go. Yes, right. One down. Yeah. Last man standing. Who's going to take over the podcast? Yeah. What should be Mimi? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love jobs where I don't have to, like, move. So great. <laughs> 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 our, our first question this comes from edward edward asks have you ever experimented with the occult and if so what did you do and how did it go <laughs> you know I, yeah i fucked some ghost dudes <laughs> you know i'm obsessed with spooky stuff that's why I put this question. I put this question in there i mean edward did send it but i put this on here on purpose that's so crazy. I did a joke about it, too. It was like when I moved to New York, everybody back in North Carolina was worried that New York was going to change me. And within six months, I was uh, hitting on men, <laughs> a lot of cocaine and practicing witchcraft. I was in a, I was in a coven. Still am technically. Wow, really? <laughs> I was like, it 
didn't change me. It just made me discover myself. But the men up here are beautiful. I'm not, I don't do anything, but some of them, they're just gorgeous. And everybody's got a fat ass here. I don't know what to do with myself. Really? I'm a North Carolina <laughs> homosexual. I'm a New York, like, all right, fine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you didn't realize men could get that beautiful. Yeah, lashes for days and lashes and asses. I can't, I can't say no, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm breaking any ground by saying this, but it is true, though. I think that especially gay men are fucking beautiful. Uh -huh. The way they take care of themselves, God, like, yeah, it almost makes me want to be gay. I was like, okay, if all men looked like that, then, you know, maybe yeah. I would fucking consider crossing over. Yeah, that's where the hatred comes from. It's jealousy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. They live amazing lives. So, Mimi, so, yeah, I put this on it because I know you were big into ghosts and shit. Still am. Are you? Are you? Have you? Have you detected any since you've been in New York City? I'm full on white girl. You know I love that shit. Um, <laughs> I haven't really. I've been wanting to. We, ironically enough, just a few days ago, my roommate and I went and uh, broke in. Well, I don't know if he's caught technically breaking in, but we snuck into an abandoned jail. What? Yeah, oh, nice. In the 1800s. And I would say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's the definition of white privilege, when you're breaking into a jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we were joking about it. It was like, because there was literally cops across the street, and I'm like, my roommate is actually Mexican, so she was like, she's not practicing white privilege. If anything, she's <laughs> okay, okay. with it. But she was like, she made that joke. She was like, only dumb white people would want to break into a jail right i was like it's cool every time there was a gust to win i was like it's a ghost it was just, it was just <laughs> how are you bobby about this uh the paranormal i don't know we don't know if we've ever actually discussed this so it is kind of one of those things like i'm very agnostic when it comes to it but mm -hmm. um yeah i've had a few creepy incidents that don't leave me like automatically ruling it out um like what I was at, it was like the day after a party or something, long, long time ago, at some friend's house, and there were like three of us there, and we saw some like kind of weird shadowy thing just like bounce around the fucking room, and like we all saw it, and I, I would have to go back and talk to these people to get all of the details, but it was very much like a, just a creepy incident. Oh. You, were you on drugs, though? <laughs> uh, no, believe it or not, no. I think I just, that was just back in my pot smoking Yeah, years. that's cool. I actually, um, I don't remember if I told you guys, but I had a story. I wrote into a podcast I listened to about ghosts, and they read my story because when I was in North Carolina hiding out from the plague, I was- Wait, 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 Mimi, 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 wait a second. You're cheating on us with other podcasts? Is that what you're trying to tell us? I Well, they just read my story, all right? Maybe a little bit, but I was really proud okay. of it. Okay, all right. Well, we're, we're, we're yeah. a polyamorous uh, podcast anyway, so it's cool. Yeah, like, chill out. You know, you know, I have had some experience with a ghost because Mimi is dead to me. Oh, <laughs> snap. Bow, bow, bow. All right, so what was the story, Mimi? Um, well, it was actually the house that I was staying at was the house I grew up in. And I had a lot of memories from being a child there and it being haunted. And uh, my dad was like, he's trying to sell the house and it's vacant. It's just sitting there. He's about to put it on the market right before the plague hit. And he's like, do you want to stay there? You can't I have it. I hadn't been there in 30 years and I was terrified. And uh, sure enough, shit was happening. It, it, the scariest part was probably I was in the living room watching TV and I kept hearing noises in the kitchen, which was kind of next to the living room. 
and I, I couldn't see inside and I thought it was the cat but the noises were way too loud for a tiny cat and I go I go in there and look and half the cabinets are open and the refrigerator is wide open what Holy shit yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. It used to be a slaughterhouse. Like it was before the house was built, it was like a, a pig farm. And that's where the slaughterhouse was. And when they knocked that down, they used a lot of the wood to build that house. So I'm not sure if it's like angry pigs. Angry pig ghosts. Like, we know you're eating bacon. It's bullshit. The angry pig ghosts. Yeah, I think that's the premise of Angry Birds, I think, is angry pig ghosts. <laughs> I, I also think, though, a lot of people have been murdered and fed to pigs. If Unless the movie Snatch <laughs> lied to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then that, that that's is That's right. That's right. It's not just the souls of dead pigs. It's the souls that the dead pigs ate. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. That actually, that remind that story reminded me. Did you guys ever watch that show, Nathan? For you, um, yeah, yeah, way back when he did one where he because his the whole premise of the entire show was him trying to help businesses, and he was trying to help a realtor. And I guess the whole premise was that the realtor would guarantee that the house wasn't haunted, like that was the gimmick. <laughs> I guess oh, yeah. So, so yeah. I only sell houses that are not haunted or haunted. It was one of the two. I forget which one. <laughs> some people are fucking looking for that shit. I like it. Yeah. Think, yeah. Thanks yeah. for good stories. It's interesting. I'll, I'll give you that much. Yeah. There's a, and sorry, one of the Airbnb groups um, I've been in, somebody there rents out some place that they swear is haunted and they rent it out as like a ghost experience. And I guess a lot of, that's that's what I'm saying. Like some people are actually looking for that, dude. Oh, I'm looking for that. I'm gonna look that up. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm trying to make a YouTube channel. I ain't got shit going on. <laughs> I forget. There was a gig that I used to do semi regularly when I was starting out in comedy, and I forget it was it was I think it was in Ohio. I think it was like might have been like Marietta, Ohio, or something. I don't know, something like that. And uh, that was the whole story. Is that the hotel where you stayed at was supposedly haunted. And it was an old hotel and the rooms were like tiny and, but I mean, the thing is, it's kind of like I, because I'm so agnostic, I guess, about it, I just never really paid any attention to it. But I, I do believe that part of it is if you're looking for it, you will find something. But I just didn't care. I was just doing the show, got back hammered passed out in my bed so i never experienced anything but it was famous the, i think it was called the lafayette hotel now that i think about Ooh, it that sounds fun i know they had um is it called the laugh factory the really famous club in uh la yeah in yeah the yeah. adventure dudes went out there and investigated that place and they had like jeff ross roast them and stuff and they was like it's like supposed to be super haunted too well, people still talk about how fucking creepy the comedy store can be. I've only been there a couple of times, so I don't have any experience about it. But people are like, "Oh yeah, man, this shit's still haunted by Sam Kinison." Yeah, it might have been. It might have been the comedy. <laughs> yeah, it might have been that because I can't. Okay, that makes that makes a little more sense. Yeah, the comedy store has been around forever, and it's just like this black. Well, it's like some dude hung himself there, right? Like a comedian. I can't remember his name, but I can see him in my head. He jumped off of the hotel that's across from the comedy store. He jumped off oh, and killed himself. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 Dude, I just picture like years from now, they're talking about a place being haunted and they're like, hey, if you listen very faintly and off in the, in the background, you can hear somebody recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love that every podcast I'm on, I wind up talking about ghosts because I did Jake Manning's podcast about wrestling 
And I ended up and talking ended about <laughs> dead wrestlers that haunt people. <laughs> that was my ongoing. I it was my it was my recurring joke at the old old Crown Station. Now, the one that was uh, here in Charlotte is actually the is the the place where I started comedy back when it was it had a different name, but they had a leaky AC vent on top of the stage that just constantly dropped water on the stage, and so my recurring joke was just that's not condensations, that's just this place weeping for all the jokes that have died on this stage. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember the old one. That was definitely much more depressing than the new one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to our second question. This comes from Isa. Or it's ISA. Would you say it that way? Isa? Isa? Probably Isa, yeah. Isa. Isa says, how do you tell a girl you won't eat her pussy? Not because you don't do it, but because it might be rotten. Because it might be rotten? Yeah, because it might be <laughs> rotten. So I don't know. I, I honestly, I would just be like, I would just be like, oh, that's just not something I do. Like, I, even though it is a thing that I do, that would yeah. be the excuse that I would use if I'm, if yeah, I'm be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Jamaican thing? I, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard Kurt Metzger say that. So I don't know oh, if okay. A, a okay. No, I would just never speak to her again. I would ghost her. Like, I died. <laughs> I'm sorry. It always that's goes good. back to ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Ghost for life. Death. Have you ever <laughs> experienced that though, Mimi? Like a girl that you liked, but you're like, oh, sure, pissy is no good. Um, no, uh, well, once it was like way back when it wasn't terrible, it was just um, strong. And uh, yeah, I never saw her again. What strong? What did the she had a muscly vagina? What are you talking about here? Uh, Pungent. Uh, So how about you, Bobby? I mean, I, I think it seemed like we were in agreement here. That I was like, if, instead of trying to come up with some weird excuse about it, can you just be like, ah, that's just, even though that's that's actually not, it's not going to endear you to her that much either to say that, oh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just don't eat pussy. They might just be like, oh, well, then fuck you. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I think at that point, you just got to do it for the story, you know? <laughs> <laughs> for the story. Yeah, because you, you never know when you're going to have to be on a podcast and tell the story. Right? So, fucking Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I yeah, exactly. Her, it was someone I've been dating for a while, and it was just like a, a one one day. I would hope I'd be comfortable enough to be like, maybe we could do shower sex or something. Maybe we could try Maybe we could have back to back shower sex. <laughs> Let's try out one of those dental dams I hear about a lot. Maybe we could try one of those out for a <laughs> Yeah, I think for the first time ever, I'm going to practice safe sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a thing. And, and I think that that might be actually one advantage that you have over us, Mimi, is that you are actually more familiar with the equipment because you have the equipment. As far as you know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> as hard as I've tried, I still have not gotten you to show me your equipment. You have not tried hard enough. That's true. That's true. I need to try harder. Your ass isn't fat enough. <laughs> 
I mean, I try hard in the literal sense, but otherwise, yes, I know I need to uh, make more efforts. But my point is, I mean, I, you got to move to New York and get pretty, Carlos. That's right. <laughs> get a fat ass. <laughs> get a fat ass. <laughs> but it is, it is a thing where, like, as dudes, we're just dumbasses. Where we like, we don't know what the fuck is going on down there, or like, if it's, oh, is this a. Uh, is this just something that happens every now and again, or is it always like a smell like this? Or but you you would have more perspective on this, so I think you would be more. I think that might be why you would be more forgiving about it because you're like, oh, you know, sometimes this happens. I mean, yeah. you tell me, like, is it is it a thing like sometimes that like it's it's uh, there's sometimes it could be smellier than other times because of different circumstances. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean. Sure. Like I said, the girl, it was ironically the first girl I ever slept with. So I also wasn't ready for any kind of smell, but uh, she had just got off work. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. It's Same. like just guys, you guys get sweaty and gross down there. I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. I've never put my face down there. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. That's, that's why I don't suck Bobby's dick anymore, man. He fucking works all day. And he wants like, <laughs> yeah. yeah sweaty I used balls. to make him do it every day after work. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I love that like I just want to point this out too because my friends up here they listened to the podcast when I was on it the first time and uh they were all like so it's a bro podcast it's like a bunch of bro talk and I'm <laughs> 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 like oh, pussy, right <laughs> that's a, that's what it, yeah well they fucking nailed us definitely bro podcast yeah definitely Damn it. Nice going, Carlos. Why? What did I do? Fucking, I, I thought we agreed we were going to blame everything on Ian now since he's not Oh, here. yeah, that's right. Fuck. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ian. Way to go. Yeah, right. way to go. So this is our last question of the night. This comes from JJ. JJ says, nobody does bath salts anymore. Why? Because that dude ate that guy's face yeah. in Miami. It's not cool anymore. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Like He kind of ruined it for... It's kind of like Hitler ruined that little square mustache for everybody. That dude ate that guy's face. It's and the so equivalent not... of Hitler's mustache. I used to really enjoy <laughs> yes. that. That's right. So, yeah. So, thanks a lot, guy that ate the guy's face. Now, none of us can enjoy bath salts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I never wanted to... I don't like synthetic... I did... What was the fake weed that was popular for a minute? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, is it like, is it K2 or something? Yeah, I tried that and it was horrible. It gave me the worst headaches. I just don't fuck with synthetic. Give me the real shit. Well, that's yeah. what's that's what's so fucked up about it is that because we have these retarded laws about weed, then the companies or whoever the fuck it is, I, 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 I hate to call it companies. I can't, I can't believe a fucking company is producing this fucking bath salts and shit, but they'll try, people will try to get around the fact that weed is illegal by creating something that's even fucking more dangerous or not or just yeah. dangerous oh, yeah because it's not regulated yet so they can get away with it for, for right. a little while it'd be really funny though if whoever had the company that was selling the bath salts just had like a lot of influence and they just got to keep selling them but they had to put a warning on the bag that you might eat somebody's face yeah <laughs> especially if it was like a picture warning may cause cannibalism <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mild cases of cannibalism have been yeah, known to occur. Mild. I love that face eating is mild to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a little I nibble. Like they, I feel like they just had a nibble of a toe. You're like the eighth was face. Yeah. That's not mild. I feel like that's severe. <laughs> yeah, they might eat one little piggy. I, yeah, I agree with it. It's, it's crazy that this is how antiquated and, re I mean, I, I'm trying to come up with a better word than retarded, but it's just retarded. That we have laws that outlaw the plant 
which I, I can't imagine anybody's ever murdered somebody uh, once they got high on weed. I mean, because it just doesn't happen. You're not, even if you were thinking of killing somebody, it's just going to make you be like, ah, you know, I don't really don't feel like doing. Yeah, you'd be way too lazy to actually follow through with it. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I'm, I'm sure that's happened. I am. I'm positive that's happened. But like, they were gonna kill that dude regardless. Yeah, it was, I know. guess so. But if, if anything, that we'd probably make them think twice, or just be like, I don't know, maybe tomorrow. Maybe it would make them like more creative, and it'd be like a really creative murder instead of just. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody appreciates all these artistic murders we've gotten from <laughs> weed. I mean. I love ghost stories, but I love true crime too, and I appreciate some of the <laughs> effort, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe the bath salts guy was just really hungry and didn't want to tell the truth, so he blamed the bath salt. Perhaps, maybe he was just craving some face. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you want to get some face, bro. <laughs> like maybe that, maybe that dude's face looked really tasty. Yeah, yeah, you know how you get all the hot guys in New York City, you get really tasty guys in Miami, delicious faces. Yeah, I've seen the faces I wanted to lick. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> sure. Well, not mine, apparently, Mimi, as hard as I try. <laughs> I feel like I've licked your face at some point. Probably. It's time for our second segment of the podcast. This is Indecorous News. There's a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. Nice. Yes. I'll start us up with this first headline. The headline is 7,500 online shoppers unknowingly sold their souls. <laughs> and uh, Bobby, you can tell us a little bit more about it. <laughs> this is just bringing back memories of the Soul Donut Treehouse of Horrors episode of The Simpsons from a long time ago. Oh, I haven't seen that, so I don't know. Oh, man. That's right. I forgot. you had Your childhood sucked. <laughs> I was watching El Hombre on Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> a computer game retailer revealed that it legally owns the souls of thousands of online shoppers thanks to a clause in the terms and conditions agreed to by online shoppers. The retailer, British firm GameStation, added the Immortal Soul Clause to the contract signed before making any online purchases earlier this month. It states that customers grant the company the right to claim their soul. I've wondered about that before where you see it's, it's a story that you hear a lot in whatever horror movies or just any kind of like thrillers and shit like that. Oh, you sold your soul. And I guess you could, if you wanted to, you could sell your soul, but I don't, if I were to buy one, I wouldn't know what to do with it is the problem yeah. I'm trying to say. And here. Plus eBay put a stop to that a long time ago when people started doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that when people were trying to sell their souls on eBay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they should have kept it going. Could you, what if your, your soul only got bid up to like 48 cents? You'd feel <laughs> terrible. I mean, shit, we're comedians. Our souls aren't worth that damn much. Yeah, that's, that's true. A, yeah. That's true. Yeah, 48 whole cents. I'm not too shook with this whole story. I'm like, eh. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, that's what I was about to say. I was like, I'll fucking, I'll sell my soul if you give me enough money. I don't give a fuck about all this shit. Sure, do whatever it was. I don't know what soul. <laughs> I time. The extra five minutes on stage, you can have it. Yeah, right. So the clause reads, is literally what it says, quote, by placing an order via this website, 
you agree to grant us a non-transferable option to claim for now and forevermore your immortal soul. Should we wish to exercise this option, you agree to surrender your immortal soul and any claim you may have on it within five working days of receiving written notification from GameStation.co.uk or one of its duly authorized minions. Oh my God, these nerds. I'm glad that they <laughs> at least put it into legal terms so now they can actually enforce this with the Soul Council or some shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, ah, bitch, it wasn't in writing. That's <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. If you ever try to appeal this shit, they have the fucking documentation, they have the receipts. <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. GameStation's form also points out that we reserve the right to serve such notice in six-foot-high letters of fire. However, we can accept no liability for any loss or damage caused by such an act. If you, A, do not believe you have an immortal soul, B, have already given it to another party, or C, do not wish to grant us such a license, please click the link below to nullify this subclause and proceed with your transaction. Yeah, so I'll give them that. They actually gave an opt-out option. So it wasn't like you had to sell your soul. They were like, all right, man, if this doesn't sound good to you. Yeah, exactly. You just have to check a box every time you buy something now to not give <laughs> yeah. them your soul. My ass will be screwed. I'll never read the fine print. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, exactly. And I think that's what they were trying to do here. Like, the, the, well, the terms of service were updated on April Fool's Day as a gag, but the retailer did so to make a very real point. No one reads the online terms and conditions yeah. of shopping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and companies are free to insert whatever language they want into the documents. Like, I think South Park did on a whole episode about... Some like if you agreed to the Apple terms and conditions, it was something like I, I don't know exactly what. Do you guys know the episode I'm talking about? Wasn't that what uh, Rumpelstiltskin was about? I I don't I have no idea what Rumpelstiltskin is about. Yeah, so she just didn't read the fine print. <laughs> is that what it was about? Wow. <laughs> oh my god, I don't I don't yeah. I don't remember Rumpelstiltskin too well. Me, me neither. Yeah, that's I'm pretty just... sure it was like a <laughs> kidnap a pedophile kidnapping a lady and something with a thimble. Yeah, she had to spin yarn into gold or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, got, I, I remember that story vividly, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I don't know. It was about a lady. Yeah, there was a chick in it, I think. <laughs> All I know is a lot of those old-timey fucking kids' fairy tales and stories are creepy as fuck. So I, yeah. can, I can believe it. That's the stuff we grew up with. Yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how we were raised. <laughs> Turned out just yeah. fine. Exactly. <laughs> so while all shoppers during the test were given a simple tick box option to opt out, very few did this, which would have also rewarded them with five pound voucher. All right. So they could have gotten five pound voucher uh, to, I guess, purchase other shit. But that's how little attention anybody paid to this thing. <laughs> so due to the number of people who ticked the box, GameStation believes as many as 88% of people do not read the terms of conditions of a website before they make a purchase. The company noted that it would not be enforcing the ownership rights and plan to email customers nullifying any claim on their soul. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Yeah, that is nice, right? Yeah. It's like, we proved our point. Actually, we, we don't even, we don't want to fuck around with all these souls. We don't have the warehouse yeah. space for all these souls. I just picture opening up the mail one day and you have this official title and it's just your soul. That'd be <laughs> yeah. pretty, I'd put that. That's going on the fridge. Well, because now you can sell it again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this was one of the big problems with uh, cryptocurrency is that how do you get people to not sell the same Bitcoin 
twice in a <laughs> row. This is the we just got to figure this out for fucking souls. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I'm for it. I, I am uh, for the secondary souls market. I'm I'm all for, I'll fucking sell my soul at the flea market, dude. If anybody's mm-hmm. willing to fucking uh, hit me up, any fans of the podcast, <laughs> if you want to buy my soul. Or rent it, you know, rent to buy. We, we... <laughs> yeah, just do some dirty things to Carlos's soul. Do a layaway plan. Yeah, you can do a layaway. <laughs> I take rain checks. I'll do all that shit, man. Oh, my God. It's just about as real as Bitcoin. I that's mean, what I'm saying. It's not too far. Yeah. What do I have to do to put you in this soul today? You can buy my soul with doggy <laughs> coin. You can pay me in doggy <laughs> coin. <laughs> All right, the second story, the headline reads, Woman accused of threatening sex trafficking victims with witchcraft and animal sacrifice. What? Yeah, yeah. Sex trafficking victims? She is accused of threatening sex trafficking victims with witchcraft and animal sacrifice. Why not the sex traffickers, though? Why are you getting the victims? Haven't they been through enough? I think she was like an enforcer for the sex traffickers, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, look, carrying guns, carrying concealed weapon is illegal here. All you have is witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> we have to follow the law. When you try to infringe on the Second Amendment, everybody's going to start doing witchcraft. That's what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it worked for me. I did a love spell on myself and had so much sex. Wow, really? That's <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, man, it worked really well. Right afterwards, I had so much sex. It was great. And then literally two weeks later, that's when COVID happened. So I'm kind of like a little responsible oh. for COVID. I'm sorry about that. But you know what? Yeah, you, you didn't read the fine print of the love spell. So it's all your fault. <laughs> it caused right. global plague. Yeah. You should have just clicked the button and gotten that $5 voucher, and then it wouldn't have fucking happened. Dude. No, I wanted the girls. <laughs> I wanted the girls. <laughs> You're like, you know what? Worth it. Five pounds. Fuck that. No, girls. <laughs> Fresh designers. Well, Bobby, you can tell us a little bit more about this story here. Yasmin Russo Martinez, 30, was arrested for sex trafficking at least three other women in Las Vegas Valley. Uh, Russo Martinez is accused of threatening the victims with witchcraft after police found shrines with blood from animal sacrifices on the walls uh, of an illegal brothel they investigate. Dear Lord. Yeah. When I first read this, I for a second, I was like, what? Illegal brothel? Well, of course it's illegal. But no, it is Nevada. I do think they have yeah. legal brothels there, right? Yeah. They just found the set of From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I was just talking about that movie. I'd never seen it. I need to check what? it out sometime. Yeah, I never saw it. Oh, it's a good movie. That's a fun... Actually, I, I don't know how well it would hold up, but that was a fun one. Yeah. I want to check yeah, it Quentin, out. Quentin Tarantino plays a rapist in it. Jesus. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's all coming back. Yeah. I mean, he did spend a lot of time with Miramax, so I'm sure he had a lot of research that he did with uh, Weinstein. Yeah. I think he was like a fucking pedophile, too. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, dude. That was a dark... That was a dark movie. All the vampires, that was just like the, the lighthearted part of it, apparently, <laughs> now that I think of it. So, upon her arrest, Russo Martinez told officers, quote, I only answered a god. When an officer pressed her for more information, the suspect answered, quote, I'm glad you are taking an interest in my religion, and those were saints. And that's all the context they gave. I don't know what the fuck she's talking huh. about, but that's what she said. So Russo Martinez reportedly told the women working at the brothel that it, she could communicate with the dead and that past girls who had quit working at the house had been cursed and, quote, disappeared. 
So I think this might be the answer to your question earlier, Mimi, is she ran this fucking brothel and this is what she did. She, this is how she, instead of using a gun, she would be like, all right, you're going to try to quit here? I mean, good luck. You're going to fucking end up in a ditch somewhere. See, I don't do this kind of witchcraft. I'm just trying to get laid. I'm a good witch. Just a horny witch. <laughs> Honestly, I, I am a big fan of your witchcraft. Not this one, though. Yeah, no. I mean, my dick calls a plague, but that's like, whatever. Yeah, but it's a small price to pay. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. It's like last year, Saeed Rodriguez Rodriguez, that's two times the Rodriguez, for those keeping count, Reportedly known to some as El Padrino, which is the godfather in Spanish, hmm. had been arrested for helping run the same brothel and admitted to police officers that he performed animal sacrifices at the brothel, but said he didn't scare the girls into working and they asked him to be there. Isn't that always the case? Right, sure. Yeah, all these girls, they're just all dying to fucking become prostitutes in a Santeria temple where there's blood on all the walls. Yeah, you know it could have just been one of those things though too where they're just slaughtering and like if you walk in on an animal slaughter and there's a language barrier you might just walk away from that thinking that it was some sort of sacrifice when he's just trying to feed his family he's you know? just trying to make dinner yeah my, my ass would just be like "Ooh, this would be a good tiktok <laughs> <laughs> i'll get so many likes yeah, that's why all these <laughs> prostitutes stayed. They just stayed for the great TikToks that they were going to get out of Trying to go viral, man. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The world we live in right now. Who needs a soul when you can go viral? Exactly. Uh, and Bobby, you can do this next one. <laughs> the women working inside said Rodriguez Rodriguez sacrificed chickens and doves before smearing their blood on the wall. Officers conducted a search warrant and confirmed the women's statements about blood on multiple walls and floors in the home. Detective also observed a shrine at the entrance of the residence, and the figures were covered with what appeared to be blood, police said. Walls to the rooms also appeared to have blood on them. All four wall corners of the garage also had what appeared to be blood smeared on them. See, that's though that's what you gotta do. Like if you've killed somebody, just put blood everywhere. <laughs> you know? And just let the forensic team have a field day with that shit. Right? Maybe this is the hack. My you know, like yeah, yeah, I do have some blood over here. My entire house is covered yeah. in blood. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Like that's maybe that's what Dexter should have done. Instead of fucking wrapping plastic all over the place, just kill a chicken in there too, and kill yeah. all kinds of animals. Like now, there's blood all over the fucking. Which one's human? Which one's animal? Who knows? Yeah, no one's. I mean, even the the most elite forensics people are gonna get tired of your shit, and they're you know <laughs> they're gonna stop running those slides. Yeah, they'll just give up. Yeah, and that's what they do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. It's like I don't get paid enough to do fucking go through seventeen different animal bloods to get to the which one is a human. Fuck this shit. Can you imagine yeah. how bad it smelled though? Because it's like Vegas. Yeah. You know, it's probably hot as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the worst part of it of the smell is that it's it's also that Vegas desert heat. That's the smell that you guys are worried about with the vaginas right there. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> hot blood. It's like no, that's that's when you need to be like no, thank you. Just smell that iron in the air. I'm just, uh -uh. and now that we read this, dude, is I'm just wondering who the fuck, because there's obviously dudes going here to fucking pay for the sex, and like you walk into this house with walls covered in blood, are you still gonna be in the mood to fuck? 
let's be real. There are some men that. Were yeah, that is that. true. Yeah. That I mean, is true. There, I listen you know? to the crime podcast as well, and some of these boys are. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, when in Rome. <laughs> no. <laughs> some of them are probably like that's how they fucking uh, convinced them to really come. There's like, yeah, you're into having sex with women on their period. Oh, you're gonna love this fucking place, dude. Lord have mercy. If you love blood, we got all the blood. Call it Aunt uh, Flo's brothel. Yeah, Aunt Flo's brothel. I love it. <laughs> the original person, Russo Martinez, has since been charged with three counts of sex trafficking an adult and three counts of living off the earnings of a prostitute. Martinez was also charged with possession of methamphetamine, which I think we could probably all see that coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to have like, you know, you got to have that energy, that charisma to convince people that you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, meth, meth and witchcraft. I mean, that's a scary combination. Anything, <laughs> anything's possible with those two things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we could power the entire earth. I mean, I, I take Adderall, so it's like I'm not too far from. We we should mm-hmm. look at that <laughs> as a legitimate alternative fuel source. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. That's definitely <laughs> a renewable energy. I yeah. think. I also like that apparently it is against the law, at least in Nevada, to live off the earnings of a prostitute. I guess basically that's like the anti-pimping law, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. No, no pimps allowed. Yeah, yeah. It's like no deadbeat dudes. Hey, let a prostitute earn her money, but you can't be making your living off of her. Fuck you. Yeah. I think it's a very progressive feminist law. I, I approve. Yeah, we're we're getting there slowly but surely. Yeah, right. It was, it was yeah. the uh, the Lester Diamond Act. Who's Lester uh, Diamond? If if you've seen the movie Casino, that was. Uh, Sharon Stone's pimp that he that she would always go back to. This is Bobby's thing. It's drop in references. Yeah, that's a really current reference. I did it man. again, Carlos. I, I really apologize. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's your thing. I'm, I'm sorry you had to be here for this, Mimi. Thirty year old movie. <laughs> I'm sure there's some Scorsese fans that are just dying right now from that reference, though. So at least we at least we got them. Alright, it's time to move on to our main segment of the podcast. This is Indecorous Steve Time. We build this show as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's Steve Time was written by Ian, who is not here with us. So if we have any questions about what's going on in this deep dive we are just gonna have to make shit up that's just a little too convenient if you ask me right right it's like watch (laughs) this have like 17 million n-words and this is why fucking ian just dropped this on us so we get canceled and i know you're a stickler for detail you're gonna say every single one of them oh yeah absolutely 17 million's a lot that's yeah Yeah, that is it's gonna be a two-parter for sure yeah yeah it's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) to be continued well Back in grade school, we were all taught American history through rose-colored glasses. Heroes such as Christopher Columbus and Lewis and Clark are often revered as heroes that conquered the West and saved it from backwards, sculpt-happy savages. But history books also favor, quote, intrepid explorers on a mission from God over the less flattering, cold-blooded killers that were sent to rape and pillage Mm -hmm. when describing Western settlers. So today we are giving you a deep dive on all the real rape and pillage shit. This is the indecorous history of Manifest Destiny. Oh, yeah. Rape and pillage shit. Oh, absolutely. I, like, I'm not as very, like, I've heard the term Manifest Destiny, 
before and i just didn't know what the fuck they were talking about but it basically is just a fancy way of saying white people killing indians it's what it seems to me yeah Yeah. so bobby you can tell us a little bit more about it manifest destiny was a pr term used to basically give white people permission to commit genocide in the name of their christian god yeah that's basically what i just said yeah yeah if gutting a bunch of barbaric natives meant expanding the dominion of race and religion and flag, then fuck yeah. So every European country started doing it. Columbus Day is the day every year where bankers and government employees get a day off work and act smug and mock the rest of the suckers working. But historically, Christopher Columbus was a proper villain. Even though we celebrate him here in the U.S., he actually discovered Cuba, Haiti, and Jamaica, but never came here. And he discovered them in the same way a giant meteorite discovered the dinosaurs. Mm. Yeah. So he just basically just ran into some land. Yeah. He's like, I found it. Right. He's a douche. Exactly. And the thing is, I don't know enough of the history. We might learn more about it here in the rest of these things. But for a long while there, the dude just thought, he's like, oh, okay, I found India. Like, that's why Indians are called Indians. Yeah. Native yeah. Americans are called Indians because this guy thought, like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I got to India. Like, he didn't even realize where the fuck he was. Well, it's like what Louis C.K. was saying. That's how fucked up America is that we they called him that initially. And, like, now all these years later, we still fucking call them that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what? No. They're yeah. Not- <laughs> yep. Nah, right. you're Indians. Yeah, you're uh, Indians. Yeah, uh, it. Same thing. So here, actually, are a few fun facts about Columbus you might not know. He fed native babies to dogs. Oh, my God. Wow, that is some hardcore shit. You know what, though? Those dogs loved him. (laughs) That's right. I mean, what a treat as a dog to eat an entire... But you can't even finish it. Yeah, if you look this fact up on a history book, it just says, Columbus fed malnutrition dogs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Loved feeding malnutrition dogs. Big dog lover. (laughs) So his men tested the sharpness of their blades on native people by cutting them in half, beheading them in contests, and throwing natives into vats of boiling soap. Soap? Really? I mean, all this shit is fucking fucked up as fuck, but it's like, why soap? Why soap? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to ruin the soap. That's right. You got a fine and well boiling uh, vat of water. Why don't you fucking that? You don't have to ruin the soap. Yeah, you think back then they would soap would be a pretty important thing to have. Exactly. Yeah. You could have just go to the supermarket and buy soap. Why are you yeah. going to spoil now all this soap? They got to fish out teeth and bones and shit. Trying to wash my hands. And the other thing, and just going back to the first part too, is like, I think there's other ways of testing the sharpness of blades. Yeah. Why do you have to be cutting people in half? Like, that's just some... You're just going out of your way to be an asshole at that point. Well, it's just evil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus, like, the more people you cut, now you 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 just got to keep sharpening the blade. It's You're going to dull it on all the people. Yeah, and you're eventually going to run out of people. Yeah. Counterproductive. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) This guy needs to take a course in economics. So, because Columbus overpromised that, quote, the new world was filled with gold, all persons over 14 had to supply at least a thimble of gold dust every three months and were given copper necklaces as proof of their compliances. Those who did not fulfill their obligation had their hands cut off. Which, yep. 
which were tied around their necks while they bled to death. Jesus. Some 10,000 died handless, but there was hardly any gold. So in two years' time, approximately 250,000 Indians in Haiti were killed. Many deaths included mass suicides or intentional poisonings or mothers killing their babies to avoid punishment for not finding gold. Jesus Christ, Ooh. man. Now, that's that's when you know you've found, like, the ultimate point of desperation as moms would rather kill their babies than have to fucking put them through this shit. That's terrible. I, did, I knew he sucked, but I didn't know this much. This is this is a comedy podcast, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. This Good is Lord, Ian. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not supposed to make this shit funny. Exactly. <laughs> this is what Ian drops on us. I'm like, all right, you motherfuckers make this funny somehow. You must be in a, a bad place right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no maybe shit. it was some maybe it was some weird Terminator time travel situation and they were trying to rid the world of Wyclef Jean. Oh, well, all right. There you go. That's the spin. Good job, Bobby. Yeah, yeah that was a very methy hypothesis, wasn't it? <laughs> Lord have mercy. But wait, there's more, and Bobby can tell us about it. Um, you know, this is bullshit. Ian's not even here for us to make fun of him. I know, for, I know. For giving us this horrible stuff to say. Exactly. In addition to putting the natives to work as slaves in his gold mine, Columbus also sold sl uh, sex slaves to his men. This is a tongue twister here. Some as young as nine. Uh, uh, Columbus and his men also raided villages for sex and sport. All right. Yeah. But did he threaten them with witchcraft is what I want to hear. Did he threaten yeah. the sex slaves with witchcraft? But was he saying mean words is the real <laughs> crime back then. Carl. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Columbus disrupted the entire economy of three continents. Post-Columbian disease and starvation killed three to five million people over the next 50 years. And the influx of gold disrupted the global economy to the point that African slaves became a dominant commodity. All the sex with natives had at least one small negative consequence. When he and his men returned to Europe, they brought a new disease, syphilis, with them. Ugh. Well, good. Fucking men. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, the takeaway. Let's be real. The girls ain't doing this. We're not spreading this shit around. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You're right. You're right about that. Now, Ew. you know, at some point in history, there, if some powerful woman in history was having some other bitches killed, she thinks she's cute. <laughs> I mean, but like, if we go compare numbers of specifically the syphilis issue, oh, it's way worse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to blame the women for the syphilis. No, not at all. We didn't start that shit. No, but I mean, I mean, I'm honestly, I think this is the first positive thing we've read is that at least these motherfuckers got syphilis off of all this shit. Yeah. Up to this point, it just seems like they've been getting away with all kinds of they fucking shit. Spread it on everybody. Yeah. Ugh, God. Ugh. Sorry, syphilis grosses me out. That's maybe that's just me. Though. That's the one. That's the one that gets you syphilis. Yeah. All this stuff before was like whatever. <laughs> doesn't it though doesn't it seem like it like an old timey like if somebody <laughs> told you they they caught syphilis from somebody that would i don't know like like you fucking fuck al capone's corpse what what do you what's going on here? i guess yeah i guess uh, i guess because i think nietzsche died of syphilis and shit like yeah so I, I can see that i can see how it might come across as old timey yeah i mean i i don't know any I mean, not that, like, I guess people are going to be screaming that anywhere, but 
Well, I mean, you've never had sex, Bobby, so this is very alien to yeah. you. Yeah. One of these days, I long for the opportunity to Well, get fucking, that's why we have Mimi on here. She'll put her fucking spell on you. Yeah, I can I can send you some links. There's a really cool witch store in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they got the goods. All right. I'm on, I'm on board. Yep. Yeah, and it's gluten-free, too. It smells really good, too. So. <laughs> uh, but not to be outdone, the Europeans brought smallpox, diphtheria, and measles to the New World, which wiped out entire populations of Native people. Yeah, yeah. So just when we had one positive thing going against the Europeans, they just did like, oh, you think that's bad? Fucking have some smallpox, motherfuckers. We're just going to wipe you out. White people. Exactly. White dudes ruin everything. Yeah. You're the worst, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Me specifically. (laughs) So, actually, this is near your digs, Mimi. Manhattan is home to some of the most expensive real estate in the world today, with a median sales price around $1,600 a square foot. But in the early 1600s, it was worth a lot less. Dutch explorers bought the entire island from the Native American Canarsie tribe, For $24 worth of beads, trinkets, a jar of mayo, two pair of wooden clogs, a loaf of Wonder Bread, and a carton of Quaker Oats. Okay, so now this, I believe, is Ian editorializing here. I don't believe we had Wonder Bread in the 1600s. Yeah, and like what kind of mayonnaise, though? Like what we're talking, like goop? Yeah, that's true, right. Was it Hellman's? I only know how to pronounce Canarsie because of Colin Quinn's uh, New York story special. So Canarsie, very good. So this would have been a steal too, except the Canarsie tribe didn't actually own Manhattan. Another tribe, the Wappinger, did. But who cares? The Dutch West India Company was just going to kill the natives and kick them off their own land, regardless of if they liked the cheap trinkets or not. So yeah, I guess if you're going to try to spin this in a in some sort of positive way, you can say that, oh, at least the Dutch threw $24 at them, where they yeah. usually just massacre everybody. And like, nah, we own this now. Yep. They they didn't read the fine print. <laughs> That's right. They got all those souls. That's right. We'll give you $24 and all our souls. Bam. We own Manhattan now. But how, how like, ironically Caucasian is it that it's mayonnaise, Wonder Bread, <laughs> and Quaker Oats? Yeah, right? That, yeah. The whitest... That's about as white as it gets, but let's see in for you. All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. Lewis and Clark are famous for mapping and discovering the Wild West, but they also had their own indecorous history that never gets talked about. The Native Americans they encountered on their journey believed that spiritual power passed between people during sex, and by sharing their wives and daughters, they could appropriate the power of the other person. So Lewis and their Clark and their men did a lot of fucking with the natives, but the only thing they appropriated were STDs. Countless natives died from Western venereal diseases, and the Americans caught a few wacky native STDs too. But luckily, they had mercury pills to treat that. Oh, goodness. Uh, See, this is, uh, you know, that sucks. I wish the natives could have gone tit for tat with the Europeans. Like, all right, you gave us this shit, we'll fucking have some gonorrhea or some shit. No. The fucking natives are just too clean for their own good. When supplies ran low, the men resorted to eating dogs, a delicacy they picked up from the natives along the way. Now, this is where I, and I'm, I'm guessing Mimi too, draw the line. Yeah, I was about to say, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I see the angel sitting next to me. I would rather see her face. 
<laughs> she could eat some of my face before I would eat her. <laughs> See, you guys somehow managed to make this atrocity story adorable. <laughs> you goddamn. I right. love my dog. That like, yeah, all this is terrible. Like the, all the genocide, but like dogs, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Ian wrote this, so he was probably cracking up laughing about the whole eating dogs thing because he does not like dogs. What? Yeah, I know. He's, he's I don't a, trust him. He's a monster. Yeah. He's a monster. So I'll tell you a little bit more. <laughs> President Andrew Jackson, who's a famous asshole, he also famously hated Native Americans, but he needed a coy way to market his hatred. In a new law he was working on without sounding too hateful or overtly racist, so, on May 28th, 1830, he signed into law the Indian Removal Act. Yeah. I guess that's the PC way of... Yeah, that sounds fucking great. That's a subtle way. Or the IRA. Yeah, the IRA. The original, the real IRA. That's right. The law basically granted the United States government the right and military force to kick out any Native American tribe from any land they occupied... The pitch was, quote, if you give up this land inside our country's border and go west of the Mississippi outside of our borders, we won't bother you there. Some tribes took the bait, but most refused to move. This led to the Trail of Tears, where 4,000 Cherokees died on a forced march out west during the dead of winter in 1839. What's crazy is that, okay, so these Cherokees and whoever else was like, nah, we're not doing that shit. They fought it. And yeah, they got massacred. But the thing is, like, even the ones that did comply with this shit probably also got massacred because eventually they were like, nah, you know what? We want the land on the other side of the Mississippi, too. So it's like a, a lose lose, regardless of what fucking yeah. position you took in these when they did this shit. And if you've ever known anybody that's owned a Jeep Cherokee, then you'd find that it's very fitting that, yes. uh, you know, they, they died on the track. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby, for putting it into perspective. In one of his first acts as president, James K. Polk wanted to renege on President Jackson's promise to leave the natives alone when they moved out west. So in 1845, he first annexed Texas. Then a year later, he went after the Oregon Territory because he believed it was the United States obligation and God-given right to extend its rule from coast to coast. As for the Native Americans that had already settled west and been promised to be left alone, the U.S. took the official position that teepees and wigwams weren't real houses so they didn't count as legal dwellings and if that legal excuse didn't work they had plenty of shiny trinkets and beads ready as plan b and guns ready as plan c so yeah i kind of jumped the gun a little bit on that one but yeah that's basically what had happened it was just like hey you know if you just move a, f- a little bit further to the left you'll be good and then they were like ah how about a little bit further to the left and like ah, I just and they just kept pushing them to the point where like okay you know what we're just gonna take over this whole shit yeah, well, I mean, I, I like how at least for a little while there, one of their options was basically Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah, the trinkets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Show us your tits. Yeah. <laughs> that was the problem with the Cherokees. They wouldn't show enough tit. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah, that's probably what it was. That, that's all that was. You can just boil it down. Boobies can fix everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They always calm me down. I mean, yeah, I hate to say it, but same here. Bobby, you can close us out with this last one. But in the years since Manifest Destiny killed and ravaged the natives, America has made it all better by naming some of our beloved sports teams after some native tribes and others more broadly as Indians and Redskins. To further rectify the ills from the past, some tribes have been given the right to operate gambling casinos as a way of saying our bad. 
so yeah, I guess that's basically the way that we're trying to make it up to Native Americans now. It's like you can have casinos and hopefully this makes up for massacring and genociding almost your entire culture and population. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's how you fix everything is just throw a few bucks at it, right? Yeah. I mean, I absolutely believe this is fucking insane and unfair and unjust that all this shit was done to Native Americans. The thing, though, is like, I don't know how you make it better. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's been talk about also with uh, reparations for African-Americans and stuff like that. Yeah. And even if you did do that, that's still not going to make up for all the fucking shit that went down. Yeah, exactly. I just saw a TikTok recently where, like, dude was going around asking white people, of course, if they think black people deserve reparations. And so many of them were like, no. It's like, why? That's a really easy question. Just say yes. Yeah, like, that's a softball. It's like yeah. Kelly being like, when they were like, do you like teenagers? It's like, no, just say no. I don't understand. Just yeah. It's an easy question. Yeah. Yeah, even if you hesitate on that question, it looks bad. Yeah, right. Let alone saying it no. It blew my mind. <laughs> yes. You white asshole. Just, it's so easy. You don't have to come out of pocket for it. You don't even have to mean it. It's just a really easy answer. I mean, because the thing is, like, the real solution, if you're going to be, like, absolutely take it to the extreme of being fair, then Native Americans should just be allowed to kill about 8 million white people. Like, and then just be like, yeah, you're home free. But, that's, you know, obviously that's not a very practical way of solving things. Yeah, they get to bring back scalping. No, not my hair. <laughs> so anything but your hair. <laughs> All right, we are going to move on to our last segment of the night. This is Indecorous Laws. Every week, or whenever we feel like it, we highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the United States of America. Most of these were real laws, at least at some point. Some of them have since been repealed, and others are sadly still on the books. So, Bobby, you can do this first one. In Vermont... Clotheslines are considered devices that run on solar power, and thus their installation cannot be limited in accordance to their laws, stating that the installation of renewable energy tech cannot be obstructed. So if you have clotheslines in Vermont, it's renewable energy, so you can put that shit anywhere is basically what they're saying here. Okay. Okay. Just not on the Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, you would think. Yeah, no, I guess that's. I never thought of it that way. I never thought about clotheslines being green, but yeah, that's basically. If more people just did clotheslines, that's a lot of energy that gets saved just by not using a dryer. Yeah. What do, what do you expect people to risk looking poor? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> the, the other thing I was going to say is like, this is probably practical in Vermont where there's a lot of space and shit, but good luck trying to do this in Manhattan or something. But, I mean, back in the day, that's what they kind of did. I mean, if you see those old-timey pictures of, like, Little Italy, it's just, like, one building to the other. They're hanging a wire. And I guess oh, you yeah. Gotta, I guess you got to approve it with your neighbor from the other building. But that's what they would do, just fucking hang shit yeah. between buildings and shit. <laughs> there were probably fights all the time about people overstepping their side of the wire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how like shoes on the uh, telephone pole and stuff start. Is that is that what that is? Because uh, I've always wondered about that. Is, are they just trying to dry out their sneakers and they just forgot? Oh to pick yeah, them? no, totally. I made that up right now. <laughs> yeah, you probably end up with a lot of neighbors with each other's uh, underwear and shit. Yeah, it'd be great for creeps. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, you know that's why we that's why we can't do this in this day and age is because then the fucking neighbor would just steal all the panties and fucking sell them on eBay. It's the only way you would get them back. I should do that. I don't want to work. Sell panties on eBay, <laughs> dude. Fuck yeah, OnlyFans, Mimi. I've been begging you to start on OnlyFans forever, and you won't fucking listen to me. Let's have to get panties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the first step. I got friends. It sounds like you're doing a pretty good job of that. Well, not lately. Not since I've been back up here. I've been I've been in a dry spell, but oh, well, you need some more love spells, right? Yeah, you're right. I should do that now that things are open back up again, and I'm vaccinated, so I'm ready to try to catch something else now. <laughs> but the other part too is that I'm already sick of people. There's too many people out now. So if you do another love spell that brings in another virus, I'll be all about it because I want to quarantine again. I love you know quarantine. I, just... I would do that for you. Thank you. That's why I love you. Yeah. It was kind of like, I need to write a joke about that. It was just, just like literally two weeks later. Like I've had the most sex I've ever had consecutively. I was like, man, I'm fucking crushing it. I'm hot shit. And it's like, what is this? What's COVID? What is that? <laughs> oh no. It's the <laughs> cock blocker virus. I'm too powerful. The Lord, maybe he does hate queers. <laughs> well, and that is Vermont State Laws, because that's the only one I could find. There's no other laws there? It's that and, you know, probably something about maple syrup, but we did a whole episode about that. Well, you know what's funny is it's funny that you said that, Bobby, because I did actually found one other one that was about marriage. It's like in in Vermont, a woman has to get the permission of her husband before she gets fake teeth. But we did a whole episode about weird marriage laws that Ian did. Like Ian wrote a deep dive about weird marriage laws. So he even... Beyond the grave, Ian still fucked me because I couldn't, I couldn't include it in this segment because he already did it in that deep dive that he wrote. And then that's it. Like, it's funny because I, 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 there's several websites that I look at, try to find verified because, you know, you can find like fake shit all over the place. Like there was one where it's like, oh, in Vermont, you have to shower every Sunday night or some shit like that. But there's no link to the source or whatever. So anybody, one of them was like, Oh, in Vermont, you can't tie a giraffe to a telephone pole. That was one of Bernie's issues. <laughs> that's why, That's how he got elected in Vermont. Yeah. Giraffe tied to telephone poles? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't see that campaign, but uh, clearly it was successful. <laughs> that's right. So I found all these weird ones, but verified, I found this one, and then I found the teeth one. And that was it. Every other website would just repeat the same ones. It would be like either this thing about the clothesline. That's how boring Vermont is, that this is all they have is like, yeah, you know, clothesline to kind of wacky about it. They're just too busy enjoying the outdoors to make dumb laws. Everybody <laughs> yeah, else guess, is just too bored. <laughs> I guess so. So, yeah, this is our shortest state laws segment ever. We just have one. <laughs> Yeah, just one <laughs> about clotheslines. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. Some hard-hitting comedy right there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is how we redeem ourselves from the depression of manifest destiny that we had to run through. I feel like Ian set you guys up because I he's, think not he did. The, he's not, I'm not on this one, so I'm going to make it really hard for them. He's like, he just threw that at yeah. us and he was like, here, deal with that, motherfuckers. I mean, the, what, the first time I did it, we talked about gay animal sex like that was fun yeah and now we're talking about genocide <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> this is what yeah. ian considers hilarious i feel like it's a personal attack 
I've got to go try and like hide behind Carlos's Latinx shield. You know? <laughs> You're trying to call out my Latinxness, bro? Come on. <laughs> Ian did to this episode of the podcast what Christopher Columbus did to the Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Great analogy. Well, that's the podcast, guys. Mimi, thank you so much for making the time to do uh, to be our guest. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Mimi. I'll have some great nightmares tonight, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I think, I think we might all get haunted after this one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're all going to, we're going to need some spells just to deal with this episode. Mimi, so do you have anything you, you want to plug? You said you're running a mic up. Uh... It sounds like she's got lots of things she wants to plug. Ah, <laughs> it, Bobby. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I'm at the Grizzly Pair every Wednesday at five o'clock in Manhattan. I got a gig coming up. It's a pride show at Greenwich Village Comedy on June 24th. Right on. And uh, you can find me online at Mimi Benfield. Check out my YouTube because I'm going to start making some YouTube content and I'm on the TikToks and all that stuff because I'm in my 30s and that's what adults do. <laughs> I'm going to be a YouTuber and a TikTok star. Middle age, people go to work. All right. And that is a thing now. It's like I, you know, I, I got to act more like an adult and get my social media in order. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I got into it because of the plague. I was stuck, so it was just online is the only way I can get any comedy out. So I hear you. We'll yeah. See. We'll see what I can get going, but yeah, at Mimi Benfield, I'm the only one. Pretty easy to find. Right on, Mimi. I love you. I love you too. Talk to you soon. All right, bye, boys. All right, Bobby. It's the same. It's a. It's a basic. Uh, it's kind of like it's. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I do. I do. I do. I have. I mean, I don't. I like, like just. Uh, uh, like the the the. Uh, you got any last words? You know, you know, you know, you know, you got it, you know, you know, the, you know, you know, you know, I, you know, 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 like, you know, 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 oh, you're bringing back the sigh, bro. Yeah. You you keep us on your toe, on our toes. We'll never know if it's going to be like a sigh. Or a rant. I like to keep you on my toes. Yeah, that's true. It actually sounds a lot cuter. If it, Doesn't it? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it sounds a lot more romantic that way. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Mimi was on. This is just a very adorable episode. That's all right. It's. I mean, I think it's, it's it's something about Manifest Destiny that just brings out the giddiness in all of us. <laughs> So, so thank you, Ian, for uh, dropping that on us. Uh, I think next week we'll be probably doing what suicide of our family members. Is this that probably what we're gonna be fucking making fun of? Yeah, uh, B- Bushido. Bushido. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what, what is I, Harry? Uh, Harry Carey. Yeah, Harry Carey, exactly. who was the the voice of the Chicago Cubs for decades. Yeah, <laughs> they named a type of suicide after him in honor of the voice of the Chicago. This is how fucking clueless we are. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to support us, actually, you know what you could do is just tell your friends. Tell your friends to listen to the podcast. If you dig it, maybe they'll dig it too. Yeah. And if you want to take it the extra step, then you obviously can just hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash indecorouscomedy or themshits.com. It's
so much easier. I don't, why do we even say the other one? Well, I think we're financially obligated to say it. Are we? Yeah, dude. I mean, you think okay. there's a fucking, there's laws to podcasting that we cannot break. <laughs> podcasting yeah. maritime law? Yeah, yeah, exactly. International podcasting maritime law. <laughs> we have to say the URL. <laughs> but I agree with you. Themshits.com. And who knows? We might change the name of the podcast to them shit stuff. We might have to with Interpol on our ass. That's right. Exactly. That's the podcast, everybody. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Thanks a lot, guy that ate the guy's face.